Hey, this is Sage, and I wanted to discuss something. Some of the topics that are going to be talked on my channel are fringe theory, right? Um, ideas, thoughts, hypothesis, things like that. Things that I kind of process in my head and go over to try to figure out. So I want to kind of take go down a, a specific path right now. And this is going to probably bore some people, and, and maybe some people will watch. But again, it, it's uh, some of the stuff I wanted to talk about on my channel. And it's about quantum mechanics and my belief. So I believe we're living in a simulation. Uh, I believe the it's a, a software program beyond our understanding, but a simulation. And there are uh, quite a few people that are now also stating things like this. Um, Elon Musk and stuff, that technology, you know, is gone so quickly that at some point we're going to be playing video games that we're not going to be able to figure out what's the difference. But I, I've taken it to another level. I'm going to walk through a little video um, with you, and I want to give what I believe the explanation is to the uh, double-slit experiment. This is a, a quantum physics experiment that... that has been done a lot of different ways and we're going to kind of go over this together and I'm in my thought process at the end please stick around and I'm going to explain why I believe this is a simulation so let me start this so you guys all kind of know what the experiment is to what's known as the central mystery of quantum mechanics. Richard Feynman, the American physicist, said this is the central mystery of quantum mechanics. There's lots of weird stuff that goes on in the quantum world <laughs> hit you with this, and it basically tells you what it's all about. It's called the two-slit experiment. I'll start with this. Imagine you have a source of light shining against a screen with two slits. Now, for the pedants in the audience, this source of light has to be monochromatic light, light of a particular wavelength, well, whereas, of course, a light bulb is white light, and that's made up of all the colors of the spectrum, lots of different wavelengths. But imagine this is just a single wavelength of light, and you can see the light is coming out in, 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 uh, in waves like, like ripples in a pond. That's the nature of you know, wave-like behavior. Now, what we're kind of looking at is, is the, let me move this over here, is how a light goes through two slits on a piece of paper, right? And this is, again, like you said, we're, we're you're experiencing and seeing on the other end that light goes through two slits of a piece of paper. And depending on where the light is going down through it, it's going to leave dark line, dark line, dark line. Because of the slits in the, in the first paper being applied, let's just say, on the second piece of paper. As the light hits the screen, it squeezes through the two slits. And each slit, in turn, on the other side becomes almost like a new source of light and the light spreads out, it diffracts. And as the waves of light overlap, they will interfere with each other. So where a crest hits uh, a trough, they will cancel. Where a crest hits a crest, they will amplify, and so on. And so on the back screen, you end up with what's called an interference pattern, a, a, a series of light and dark fringes, where the waves have either canceled out or worked together in phase. All right, so basically what he's saying is either you've got the black, where there's, you know, very little light, and then you have a more focal light where the lights have met together to form those lines. 
which are the whiter, the whiter lines because of the light. That's fine. That's not quantum mechanics. That's a property of light that goes back over 200 years that we've known about since the early 19th century. Imagine doing the same experiments again, but doing it not with waves, but with particles. Do All right, so these are not just waves, uh, so we're not looking at just light waves, we're actually looking at little particles, something where he's referencing pieces of sand. So instead of it being upward, they've laid it, let's just pretend you laid it down and, and poured the sand on top and it falls through these two slits. Some makes it through, some doesn't make it through, but the peaks of the sand represent the focal points of where most of the sand particles have come through. It was grains of sand. So this is the same experiment, but I've tipped it 90 degrees. Rather than waves that are spread out that wash up against the two slits and squeeze through, here you've got individual particles of sand, and each particle will either go through one slit or the other. And so you see they will sort of drain through and you get two bumps underneath each of the slits. So the two peaks is reminiscent of particle-like behavior, whereas the, the multiple pattern of interference is wave-like behavior. What if we do the same experiment with atoms? All right, now we're going down to quantum level of things, very small, down to the very, let's say, baseline of reality and life as we know it, right? Well, uh, so imagine we have an atom gun, something can fire, uh, atoms, a, a stream of atoms, you can't see them because they're very small. Let's block off one of the two slits. So these two slits are, are you know, the, the, the dimensions and separation of the slits is, is, is chosen appropriately to, to show us uh, how atoms do things. And so far so good, nothing strange here. You'll see a lot of atoms hitting the back screen. So this will now have to be some sort of... So now what he's got, he's got one of the slits covered and one is open and they're, shining the, 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 they're shooting the atoms through, and things are going through one slit. It's a sensitive screen where, whereby when an atom hits it, it'll give off a little flash of light to say, the atom has arrived here. So the atoms are arriving as these little pinpricks of light that we see. Of course, a lot of the atoms will be blocked by the first screen. They won't go through that slit. Uh, but those that do get through to the other side, you can see there's a bit of spreading of, of, of the atoms. But if we didn't know anything about atoms, you'd say, well, that's fine, we can understand that. Um, some, a lot of the atoms are going clean through the slit. Some are sort of maybe bouncing off the edge of the slit, and so they're sort of being deflected a bit, which is why you get a bit, a bit of a spread. The first mystery of quantum mechanics comes when we open the second slit. Because now we see something that's okay so right now two slits are open and it's going through the same way light did it's very much like the interference pattern we got with light rather than having two bands of of, of uh, spots where the atoms have gone through the two slits it's as though the atoms have gone through the slits behaving like waves and, 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 and you get interference of the waves and you get these. So rather than go through like it did with one, it, it's gone through like, like it's gone through waves. It's literally hit the waves. And, and you can see the wave line in orange drawn next to it like it hit. 
bands. If we know nothing about atoms or quantum mechanics, you could try and rationalize it. Say, well, you know, maybe atoms behave in a very strange way, and um, only a certain number of them are allowed to all sit together. And so, you know, me and my gang, we're all going to go on this slit. No, sorry, no room for you. You go to the next slit above. And by the way, there's this rule that no one can go in between the, the two bands, but a few naughty atoms do. So there's a bit of a, a scatter. You know, we don't... There could be some forces between atoms that make them coordinate their actions in a way to give this pattern. That's not mysterious. That's just, we just don't know how atoms do things. But we can be clever and we can force the issue. What if we were to not send the atoms all through at once, but send them through one at a time? All right, so on a very, very small level, we are, and it's smaller than this, but the best way to understand this is we're going to take one piece of sand and we're going to throw one piece of sand through rather than dump all the sand through. Now, it's even smaller than that, but it, I'm just giving this as a reference so you can get your head around it. So we're taking one little particle, one little pet piece of sand, let's just say, which is actually bigger, and we're throwing that through one at a time. Leave enough of a gap for the atom to get through to hit the screen. Of course, as I say, some atoms will um, hit, the, uh, hit the, the, the first screen and not get through, but those that get through will hit the back. All right, so now we're saying, okay, we're gonna throw, and if you're a good throw, you're gonna make it through the slit, um, and some of them are going to bounce off the rim of the slit and, and hit a little bit of an angle, but some are going to go directly through. All right, some are going to hit the first one. You're not going to get them through, but you're throwing it. One, waiting. All right, that one hit. Next. Okay, throw another one, and that's what we're doing. Screen. So let's run the experiment again slowly, and gradually you'll see as the atoms go through, they'll be, look like they're just randomly arriving on, on the other side. You keep sending atoms through one at a time, and gradually that same pattern appears. So each atom by itself is somehow contributing its small part to the overall wave-like behavior. All right, so this is the first part of my thought process is that we're living in a simulation. Each speck of an atom, each little atom that's going through is contributing to the overall on the other side and that other, on the piece of paper that it's hitting on the other one. That we see All right. in the interference pattern. How does it do it? How, how, how does, we know the atom's a tiny localized particle, we can't see it, it's too small to even see under a microscope, we're firing it at the, the, the screen with the two slits, some moment later you see a flash of light on the back screen. It's arrived in a localized point. It's not spread itself out. You don't get like a wash of a sort of a, a faint light across the whole screen. It's a little point. The atom is localized. It's arrived in a certain location. And yet, it somehow seems to have been aware of there being two slits, not one, because it's given rise to this interference pattern. How does one atom do that? Does it split in half? Does it become like a, a cloud that goes through both? Well, we can try and be even cleverer. What if we were to spy on the atom and see where it goes? We can just gently just observe which slit it goes through. So you put a detector just above the upper slit that will flash or beep whenever it sees an atom go through that top slit. Okay, so now you've got that little black box that's there with the, the 
white circle and the red dot is a detector. And it's on the top slit. And anything that comes through there, it says, oh, saw it, oh, saw it. The minute it rolls through the slit. All right? So you're, you're, if anyone that goes through there, it's now going to flash and say, yep, there it is. Yep, there it is. Yep, there it is. Sure enough, you fire the atoms through one at a time. 50% of the time, the detector will beep. The other 50% of the time it doesn't, the assumption being that the atom has gone through the lower slit. But of course I've been cheeky here, I haven't shown you the results of the experiment. That's what you get. Now, as you can see, and he's going to explain, you're going to have those random little ricochets, right? That's what those are, but the basic two lines now exist. The basic two lines now exist. It no longer looks like a wave. It no longer looks like light coming through and hitting the back, let's just say, piece of paper. It's a detector. And leaving multiple lines, it's literally hitting one slit, the other slit, one slit, the other slit. Because of the little black box, you know which slit went through this one, and you know which one went through the other one. 50% of the time, it beeps, and you see a spot arrive adjacent to the upper slit. The other half of the time, it doesn't beep, but you see a spot arrive at the lower slit. So, yeah, it's picked out the atoms that have gone through the upper slit, and not the ones that have gone through. So each atom does go through one slit or the other. But that's a different result to what we had earlier. So here's the last bit of sneakiness that we can play with atoms. Surely now, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get to grips with it. Leave the detector there, but just very quietly go and unplug it. <laughs> Don't let the atoms know that you're not spying on them. Make them think that you're still detecting them. So, yeah, 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 okay, we're going to run the experiment. Atoms, okay, get ready, one at a time. We're going to be checking on you. All right, so run the experiment again. All right, so what he's basically saying is that the box is there, but the answer's not there, okay? So the box is there, but the answer for the information collected by the box is not there. <laughs> now, if you can explain this using common sense and logic, <laughs> do let me know, because there's a Nobel Prize for you. Quantum okay, so let me turn this off. So understanding that, I believe we live in a simulation, and let me see if I can explain why, even using this. In my theory, again, okay, I'm not a quantum physicist or anything, I just process, I sit and think about stupid stuff like this sometimes. In my thought process, when you play a video game, right, the video game is just coded information being put out there to create your character in your video game, right? When you work on multiple boards of a video game, if you leave one board and go to another board, is the, the monsters or the characters or the information or the houses or the, the cars that were on the other board, are they still cars? Or is that information? 
right? Just ones and zeros, let's say, the simplest thing, right? Now, I know it's more than that, but let's just say ones and zeros. And it isn't until you come back to that location of your video game that that ones and zeros become cars, monsters, buildings. And from, in, in my opinion, now this is obviously, if it is a simulation, it's, it's extremely advanced and, and it's, it's nothing like a, a, the video games we know of today. But everything that's out there is just open information waiting to be detected, waiting to be seen, waiting for someone to see it and say, that is that. Let me give you an example. What is in my hand? Is there nothing in my hand or is there something in my hand? Right now, this information is unknown. It could be absolutely anything in my hand. You, it's, it's random, it's out there. You could be thinking all kinds of things. What, uh, it could be a pen cap, it could be a screw, it could be a, a, a you know, a, a crunched up potato chip. It could, be a, it could be absolutely anything in my hand. Random amounts of things. You could, if, if I was live and I say, guess what's in my hand, we could get a thousand a thousand answers in my hand. But it isn't until I open my hand and you see what's in my hand that you realize it's a USB. It's a USB. But now that you know it's a USB, you can't, you can't put the information back in the bottle. It's out there. It's a USB. You can't go back to not knowing what it is. You can't go back. For me, the information that's going through there, the particles, the atoms, everything that's going through there, could be anything, could be random things. But once we detect them, once we see them go through, once we acknowledge them, they become fact right one of the things that i believe that everything is dark matter and everything is is endless amounts of information endless amounts of information being pumped through that we pull from to create ideas to to, to invent things to create things but what if if this was a simulation the Endless amounts of information that's out there, we are literally pulling it from air. We are pulling it from someplace. Some smart people are putting endless amounts of information together and saying, you know, I wonder if this will work. And then it does or it doesn't. And then someone else takes new information that was out there with their insertion of the information and creates something else. Everything that's been invented has been invented that way by ingenuity and information gathered from someplace, processed in their brains, their, their motherboard, you know, CPUs, and then put out for others to see. I believe that the reason it's, it's not, if it's not being detected, it could be absolutely anything going anywhere 
until it's detected. And then the software says, that's a particle, and it went there. Why? Well, because they determined it to go there. They've seen it go through there. They've calculated the information, and they turned the possibility into a fact. To me, and, and there are other ones, and I'm going to do other shows on this, there are other th things of this level that push me more towards that. Like I said, we go back to this. Right now, the USB. Oh, yeah, that was in your hand. Right. But before you knew it was in my hand, it could have been anything. It could have been a battery. It could have been any, anything small enough to fit in my hand. Now, I knew what it was because I put it there. But it was open information until I opened my hand. And then once you saw it, you saw it. It exists. It's USB. So when I, when I start to see the quantum physics stuff and, and I start to look at it and say, okay, let me break this down with my thought process here. Let me break this down with, you know, how I understand life. To me, as it goes through those, those slits, it can go anywhere. Information can go anywhere, can do anything. It's how it's detected and how it's used which actually creates the fact. I, I know it's, you know it's difficult to kind of grasp and things like that, but until you see it hit the paper, until you see it actually hit, it could have been anywhere. And it was anywhere in that area until it gave you the result. So for me, the, 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 like I said, the program basically processes the information and says, okay, they've seen us come through this 50% of the time, so now we have to do this. Because it, the software has to have that outcome. Right? The video game can't just leave ones and zeros when you go back to that spot on the map. It has to have cars and buildings there because... That's what it was designed to do. Now, you can build a building there, but once the building's there, it's not just ones and zeros. So, that being said, I want to end this one here. Um, but I, this is some of the stuff that, I'd, like I said, I'd like to talk about um, on the show. And, and I'm going to, you know, kind of what goes through my head and, and put my information out there for other people to think about and say, hmm, that's interesting. Now, I could be 100% wrong, but there are other... Um, scientific experiments that are out there that I'm going to go over that also push me down this. And, and, and like I said, there's the, uh, the quantum eraser experiment, and then there's, you know, this was one, but I wanted to go over this one first and then kind of, you know, br uh, delve into other ones. All right, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and cut out of here. Like I said, it's, it's you know, the show's about the, you know, Fringe theory and paranormal and, and possibilities of, of, you know, different things and putting it out there for us all to kind of talk about, think about, and, you know, if it's, is it possible? What if type stuff? So um, I want to thank you for guys for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe if you would. Um, and like I said, we'll do, I'll do more shows like this. You might be interested, you might not. Um, 
And like I said, thanks for swinging in and listening. Say ciao.